0: Hey Lovebird, it's me, Stephanie, CEO of The Good Love Company and leading relationship expert. You're about to start transforming your love life from the inside out with the So Good Podcast. I've been widely considered the leader in the love coaching space and have worked with super achievers all around the world for over six years. Here you're not gonna find cheesy dating tips or fluffy nonsense, no manipulative tactics either, because my work is about understanding behavior, identity, and motivation. Pair that with energetic work, somatic healing, and ooh, your love life is about to get so good. These talks are designed to inspire, provoke, and guide you on your journey home to take you and your love life to heights you've never thought possible. If you're wanting more from your relationships, better connection, hotter sex, self-love tips, and emotional mastery, then stick around. It's about to get so good. I'm glad you're here. Hello, darling. Welcome back to another episode of So Good. Today, we are diving into part three, the final episode in this fun little series that I put together, a little mini training, a little mini workshop. I could probably have charged for this, but I want to give this to you because I think it is such a huge theme that I see constantly with my clients, this, this real fear of the unknown this real issue of, I don't wanna get hurt again, I don't wanna put myself through this, these emotions are uncomfortable, which really presents itself as anxiety or overthinking. So if you've been with me for the last three episodes, I'm so glad that you are here today. Whew, oh boy. So we talked in the last few episodes about really where this begins, the difficulty e scale, we talked a lot about energetic neutrality, We talked a lot about how to really find your your baseline and anchor in that so that you're always behaving and coming from that space. So today, I want to share another tool that I'm going to teach you today, and it's really going to ease how you interact in your dating life, how you communicate, how you talk, all of these things, and it is the skill of how to not take things personally. Now, I know that there might be some people who may argue that it's an impossibility to never be affected by other people's behavior, and there is so much merit to that. As a society of human beings interacting with one another, there are bound to be times when an interaction bothers you, or you are offended, or upset, or triggered, or whatever word you want to use that's inevitable, right? It's not about avoiding being disrupted. It's about cultivating your own sense of self enough that those little ruptures don't bother as much and don't take too much time to repair. And the best way to do that is to learn the skill of how to not take things personally. Wouldn't it be amazing if you could whip out your phone anytime you wanted relationship help from a legit love expert and just got the answer to your problem solved like immediately? And more than a two minute fluffy, you got this. <laughs> Unlike other love coaches, I go hard and boxer. My private clients love this perk because let's be real, most of the real stuff happens in between traditional calls. But now for the first time ever outside of my high level one on one, I can be in your back pocket introducing back pocket love coach 30 days private tailored one-on-one with me stephanie former lovebirds who snagged this brilliant opportunity got tailored coaching when they needed it and some of them used it to squash anxiety about dating how not to fuck up a new connection some used it to move through breakups some used it to move through healing their own bullshit preventing them from having the love of their life everyone has their own things and i'd love to support you because honestly stop bugging your girlfriends and actually text a pro Here's what's in it for you. The best relationship expert, hey, at your fingertips. Mentorship without a long-term contract. Exclusive framework, concepts, and tools tailored to you that I only reserve for private clients. Confidence in yourself as a woman to actually be in love like an adult. Revived relationships, hotter sex, less bickers, ease in dating, I could go on. What's the energy exchange? One month of private boxer access is 1,000 USD. Find out more at sogood.love, or as always, DM me, B-P-L-C, to get started. All right, all right, all right. So let's just hit it from the top, shall we? What we really freak out about when it's considered taking something personally, what's really happening underneath the surface is this massive fear of judgment, this massive fear of criticism, a.k.a people-pleasing, please like me, I don't want to offend you, this can present itself and this is very common. You are not alone. It can take a long time to recover from this but it can be as simple as softening your sentences with three smiley emojis or putting lol when you really just want to send the message. Why do we do this? Well, we don't want to have a conflict. We don't want to have someone mad at us. There is this assumption that if you dare say what you really think and feel, that the person you're going to say it to is suddenly going to reject you, disown you, judge you, hate you, and then you're going to have to deal with an argument or a conflict, and that's too painful, so we're not going to do it, and instead we'll either just bypass the statement, make a joke out of it, suppress it, and it just sort of festers. And this is very different than being mindful and respectful and not popping off because that's not, that's not sophisticated either. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode, but really when we restrain our expression, what are we afraid of? We're afraid that it's not going to be reciprocated, received, understood. And so what does that mean? That means that there's going to be a judgment and it's really hard, especially with people we love and care about, to deal with the potential of possibly upsetting someone we love. And while that's very sweet and that's a loving, kind, open-hearted babe that you are, ultimately you are spending so much energy that's probably not even needed. And this is going to really link into how to actually not take things personally, because let's pretend that there was a little weird misunderstanding, not really a thing, um, but just, just enough where you were a little apprehensive to mention something or share something. So if you said to yourself, okay, I'm taking ownership that I'm actually nervous about how this is going to be received but really underneath it, what you're saying is you don't believe the person on the other end of the phone will have the emotional maturity to handle what you're saying. Because we are all projecting off each other, everyone's a mirror. So if you're nervous, if you think that you'd be nervous to get a message that maybe just sent a bit of an irk down your spine, we oftentimes interpret that in the opposite. Let me know if you're with me. Not along if you're with me. So for example, let's say there was a slight misunderstanding with one of your best girlfriends. It's not a big deal. It's actually just a little irk. Maybe you were hangry. Maybe she was busy. It just, it was a bit of an off message, but you're best friends. You have a baseline of respect and communication. Wouldn't it be fair to assume that she would have the cognizance to respond in a way that wasn't hurtful? If you're saying to yourself, "Well, no," then it might be time to think about who you surround yourself with. Because most adult women have adult friendships that are on the same emotional bandwidth. So, if you have, let's say, four girlfriends, you're the average of them, right? We've all heard this, the five people you surround yourself with, but there's usually one who's a little bit more mature. There might be one who's still a little young hearted and playful, but you're kind of somewhere in the middle. That's why you are around these people because they there's a resonance there. There's a, a vibrational agreement. And so when you're with your silly friend, you're more silly. When you're with your mature friend, you're more mature, right? It's It's how we interact because we're connecting and we're sharing, right? So wouldn't it be safe to assume that the person that you connect with and share with 80% of the time would have the bandwidth to handle a mature conversation that might just be an opportunity to clear some air? Doesn't that feel so much cleaner? That's the way you should operate your relationships. It's not always easy and it might feel strange, but that's what happens every time you try something new. Every time you do something a little different, there's a learning curve. And communication is one of the things that we use every single day, but have no fucking clue how to do. So let's pretend in this example that you message a girlfriend saying, hey love, we said we were meeting at this time, but I haven't heard from you yet. When we have plans, I really like to know if you're, if you're still on board. If something came up, I would just appreciate you letting me know. So some of us would put, hey, with five exclamation marks and heart faces and smiley faces to soften the message. This is really inherently saying that if your friend were to pick up the phone and see what you wrote, she would be ghastly offended and astounded and beak back at you. And that would be its own issue. If that's the type of friendships you have, let me say it one more time. You need to audit your circle. Really and truly hear me. The people you surround yourself affect everything. But moving along. Let's say, for example, that you decided to send just a clear, clean, mature message. Clear, clean, mature message. Wouldn't you feel like if I like and respect my girlfriend, she would be able to read that message? And even if it activated a bit, even if it was a disruptor, even if it was not something that she was pleased to see, shouldn't you give the benefit of the doubt that she would be able to handle her process to then communicate back. Because I feel sometimes that so many people forget that they can decide how their relationships go. So, if I were to ask you now to take out a pen and paper and write down five people you interact with every day and factoring in their cognitive ability, so a four year old is not going to have the same capability as a 30 year old, intellectually, obviously. So, but Write down five people that you interact with daily and think, can I speak freely? Am I afraid if I say something, there will be more backlash? Do I suppress things I want to say to ease them? Do I sugarcoat things in order to av- avoid an argument? Start writing down like, who, who are you around and how, how are the interactions? I want you to then take each person and rate it on a scale of one to 10. So if your best friend is like a nine out of 10, like you have your squabbles every now and then, like we all have our moments, but for the most part, like she's a ride or die, like you love her, like it's great. But then let's say you've been having issues with your sister and right now it's a six out of 10. For each person, I want you to rate them. And then after that, I want you to go, okay, well, what would it take to get to a 10? So if right now you and your husband are at a five out of 10, you're in the roommate land, you're like it's it's passable, but there's not a lot of passion. You're not fighting, but it's kind of boring. Okay, well, what would need to happen for it to be a 10? Any relationship or interaction that you listed in your five-person list, if they're at an eight or higher, just think about what would take it to a 10, but in all honesty, no relationships are ever perfect all the time. So an eight, nine out of 10 average is pretty decent. We can always get better. And the idea is to think in highest potential. Next, I want you to look at that list again and say, would any of the people who I rated a five or lower, would I be ready and comfortable and willing to have an honest conversation about boundaries what I need what they need a clarifying discussion it's an argument it's a hey you're important to me but it feels like we're off I'd love to know what you think and maybe we can sit down and come up with something that would work for both of us you can create your own dialogue come from the solution but if you can think of those people and say hmm there's a couple people that I really maybe do need to talk with because the people that you interact with should not make you feel like garbage, <laughs> right? On, on, on an average scale. Because when we start talking about dating and love, and you're going into the dating pool and you have, you know, your best friend's kind of mean to you, or your sister's been a bitch lately, or your mom's on your ass, then your energy is gonna be a little bit anxious. You're gonna be a little frazzled. And oftentimes that's when we kind of go into the dating apps the most because we just want an escape. We want someone to come and just, you know, make it better, take it away. But that's the wrong energy to present when you're dating. And it will make you anxious and overanalyze everything. And that's what we're trying to knock out in these three episodes. So did everyone write it down? Pause the podcast if you need to, but if you're ready, we're to go a little bit deeper. I hammer home learning the skill of not taking things personally. It's a skill. You can learn it. We're going to do it today. And it's just, it's such a game changer when you're dating because you just are cool. Like you're just chilling. You may notice like, hmm, I'm a little anxious, but you go, oh, like he's doing him. Like he's a person, like he's living his life. I'm going to go carry on with my life. You know, I personally choose to surround myself with people who genuinely aim to like their life and are for the most part genuinely happy because I find that my energy is so susceptible to lower vibrations, negative shit. Like I can't like I can't do the Debbie Downer stuff. It it really it affects me. It's so 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 heavy. So I decided that I would surround myself with adults who are able to be emotionally intelligent most of the time. This in turn has alleviated my anxiety because I don't take things personally when I interact with them. So if my best girlfriend doesn't respond back to my text in a day, I'm not sitting there for a day going, what did I do? Why is she mad at me? What's going on? Should I send her a heart emoji? Should I poke a bit? Should I try and get comfort <laughs> through hinting, right? We all do this game from time to time. But the reality is I understand that and I expect, this is this is an expectation because I've also discussed this, which I'll go into shortly. But I expect that if my if anyone in my life has an issue with me that they come to me and tell me. So, my girlfriends understand if I ever say do any type of harm to you if I missed something. If the mark wasn't hit one time, if there was ever any interaction that didn't go great, I want you to tell me and then I will make amends. But if you don't tell me and I don't know, then I'm not going to take that on. It's not my job to play guessing games. I don't do that. We are grown ass women. We simply don't. There's no time for it, at least in my life. So If my girlfriend doesn't answer me for a day, I'm not stressing out thinking she hates me. I'm thinking she's busy and living her life because I do that all the time. How many times have I... Girlfriends who are listening, in real life besties who are listening, how many times have I texted you saying, sorry, I didn't get back to you yesterday? But I don't think any of my girlfriends are sitting at home going, oh my God, Stephanie's mad at me. What did I do? My challenge for you and... I'm talking a lot about female friendships in in this episode because it's a really great way to practice and start because I feel like female friendships especially as we get married, move away, get jobs, have babies, it can be interesting female adult relationships, but that's another episode. So your best bet is to start going, hmm, if I'm not feeling comfortable, fully expressed, like I can just be myself, then am I willing to have that conversation? And it's super simple. It's literally this. Hey, Sally, just want you to know if I ever say do anything that bugs you, if I'm ever, you know, if I unintentionally harmed you, if there's ever a problem, like, please tell me if I got broccoli in my teeth, let me know. I can handle it and I, I would appreciate it because I respect our relationship. I don't want you to ever, you know, be secretly pissy. Just, just tell them that. And then also say, and I will also tell you if there's ever anything that happens that is hurtful or harmful because I want us to have clean, clear, mature conversations. This is a normal thing to do. A lot of people, I, t- I tell this to students, and they're like, really, people talk like that? I'm like, yes, they do. Yes, they do. It is such a breath of fresh air because when there is harmony in your innermost relationships and you go out into intimate dating, it's just so much easier because what we've been talking about the last three episodes is all about how to alleviate that overanalyzing obsessive mania. And here's another little hack on how to not get so absorbed with other people's perceptions. I want you to remember that everyone is everyone's living their life through their lens and their lens is not only preferences, but it's the past. So you could be quote unquote perfect, what it what is that even? an unscalable metric that everyone sacrifices themselves towards, myself included. But we strive for this impossibility. And then when we don't get the reaction we anticipate, we then condemn ourselves. So how do you hack that? Well, you have to remember that everyone has their own preference. And I'm going to tell you a really funny example of how I saw that firsthand. Back when I was a party chick, one of my favorite things to do was go to the strip club. I love, love, love a good strip club. I don't know if I could go in there anymore, but man, back in the day, Toronto strip clubs bomb. I remember there was one, this one club and they literally had super, super flat chested women. They had curvier, bigger girls. They had short women. They had women covered in tattoos. They had the blonde Barbie type. They had the Asian goddess. They had everything. And I remember being like, damn, this is amazing because everybody has a preference. So how neat is it that any guy that walks in here, whatever his taste is, well, you know, like happy Saturday, like have at it, boy. Like it was, it was awesome. And the best part was that every single girl was popping. So the big girl made some cash surrounded by men. The flat chested girl made some cash surrounded by men. It was, it was insanity. This was obviously pre COVID. This was back when nightlife was fabulous, but my point in saying that is I remember being like, wow, like, every, like there is something for everyone. Like everybody has a preference. So remember that when you are dating. Like there are people who actually don't like peaches. Peaches are my favorite fruit. I think it's one of nature's most beautiful creations. I'm astounded every time. And I literally know people who think they're gross, think they're squishy. It's, it's astounding to me. And then I laugh and go, ha, ha, ha. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, this was probably the person who ate a rotten peach at three years old and has this, this past preference memory locked in and peaches are gross now. Hmm. I don't feel personally attacked. I'm not holding a peach and someone says, ew, peaches are gross. And then I throw the peach in the garbage. That, my friend, is a skill. You just go, oh, okay, yeah, I, I enjoy it, right? There are supermodels who get dumped. There are gorgeous women who are single for forever. There are people who are not classically attractive, who are loved up, sexed up, and married. Why? Because. They're doing them. They're confident in themselves. They like who they are. They're very happy people. That radiates a frequency that beams that back out so that the people that they are surrounded with mirror that back. When you pair that with clean, clear, mature conversation and really sophisticated boundaries, there's just not a lot of room for overthinking because everything's on the table. You've completely laid everything out. There's nothing to overthink. The truth is happy, confident women really don't have time to sit around by the phone. We all have moments when we're scrolling. We all have lonely moments. We all have moments where it's like, oh, like I just wish he would like fucking text me right now. That's normal. We're not robots. We are robust, healthy women. But the reality is your self-esteem is not dependent on your phone ringing. Your self-esteem is not dependent on someone picking you. And most women in anxious, really all-over-the-place beginnings are often so fearful that this won't work out, and then they're going to have to go back to their life, or like, I really hope this is it because I'm running out of time, and if it doesn't, it means something. It's all that fear, and that manifests as the anxiety and overthinking. We're putting so much pressure on a stranger to make our life great. And it's the opposite. You make your life great. Learn the skill of how to be self-sufficient and go, I like who I am and that's enough and that's okay. There are going to be people who don't like it. it. I am not going to be someone's preference. It's it's fine. That's good. You want that. There, there's a reason for that. If every single person on the planet was sexually attracted to every single person on the planet, it would be a terrifying place to be. Think, truly think about that. Be frightening. There are reasons why people have attraction, arousal, chemistry with specific personalities, specific body types, specific laugh. That's the, the puzzle piece clicking in. So alleviating the anxiety and the overthinking is about remembering that. Go back to that. Your job is to go, who am I? What do I believe in? What do I value? What do I think about myself? What do I tolerate? What do I not tolerate? How do I really feel about my life? Am I looking for a relationship because I'm bored? Because I want out? Because I want someone to take me away? Or am I really happy in my life? And it would be really cool to share that with someone who's also really happy with their life. Because I want to ask you this. It is, at the time of recording, we're just about first week of July. We're halfway through the year. I know, cliche, eye roll. But really, time is a measurable metric. Where are you at in your relationships? What would happen if you spent the rest of the year, another six months, doing the same behaviors repeating the same habits, tolerating the same bullshit, bugging the same girlfriends. Wouldn't it feel just so much better if you were the chill, cool, relaxed chick? Man, when I was dating and wilding out, I was the drama friend. I was the girl who had the one night stand and was like, he's gonna be my boyfriend. I bugged my friends all the time, I was delusional, it it sucked, it honestly was mortifying, and I remember like last week when I was making the storyboards for these episodes, thinking back to being like, I wish that I had someone that I could text that I didn't know, like wasn't, like was neutral, like was not biased, wasn't, wasn't a friend, didn't know the guy I was talking about. And I could just text and be like, oh my God, I'm on this date. He went to the bathroom and he mentioned this thing and I don't know how to respond. Or even like being able to screenshot text messages to someone who didn't even know the situation but knew what the fuck they were talking about and can just say like, oh, this means this, or you know, ignore that, like he's being like this, you do this. You. I would have died if that existed. And I remember thinking like, well, I'm going to make that. I'm going to put that together because there are people that are opening up their doors to the summertime sun and it's time to live our life again. And how cool would it be if you were dating, honestly, even if you're married and your husband's just up your ass all the time and you want to vent to someone and get legitimate tangible action steps and insight and understanding on what he's thinking and doing and processing, I was like, I'm going to make this, I'm going to put this together. So what I've decided to do was open up my personal phone to a few select women who want me in their back pocket. So if you are dating or taken, doesn't matter because we all got thangs in relationships, doesn't fucking matter. If you could have me in your back pocket at any time for 30 days to go over, oh, I had an argument with him, or oh, this guy is sending me this message, is he hinting at like just a hookup or is this a joke? Or my husband and I are having the same argument and I'm losing my mind. Or what do you think about this for the dating app? Or insert issue here. So for the very first time ever, I have put together a 30-day back pocket love coach option. I've never done this before. My private one-on-one clients are a five-figure, high-caliber, bougie-ass experience. But I was like, fuck, like I want to be able to give some really, really good shit to people quickly on the fly when they need it. And that's not always an option because not everyone needs, you know, bi-weekly Zoom calls. Sometimes you just want me to help you with a specific thing at that time. So I've had clients who have had Voxer access to me say that they've never worked with a coach who gave better tangible meat in Voxer than me. And it's something that I will be conceited as fuck about because I absolutely am. So here's what I want to present to you. We're going to spend 30 days kicking your anxiety, overthinking ass into this sophisticated, refined, calm, cool, chill chick. Okay. You are no longer going to be bugging your girlfriends. You are no longer going to be overanalyzing the text. We're not interpreting a period. We're not wondering what an emoji means. It's time to reclaim your personal power and get to a place where you're just like, damn, like I really like my life. And anyone who wants to come into my place is going to add to it, right? And not in an icy defensive front, but in a general place of. Personal peace, which of course radiates that happy confidence, which of course squashes anxiety because you're chilling. I really hope that you have found so much value in today's episode and episode two and one. If you know somebody who would benefit from this, please, please, please share this. I've had so many people sending the DMs, showing me the screenshots. Thank you so much. It makes me really energetically empowered to continue to bring this type of value to you. So thank you for sharing this half hour with me. It has been an absolute pleasure. I hope that you have learned something. And those of you who are ready for me to get immersed in their entire world for 30 days via Voxer, the link to sign up is in the show notes. You can always send me a DM on Instagram, Check me out at sogood.love. You can get insider access to Back Pocket Love Coach because really what's gonna happen if we don't make the changes? I would love nothing more than for you to start viewing yourself as this really elevated, awesome, amazing chick who does not need to stress out because quite frankly, no one wants to be the drama friend. You don't wanna have the same fight with your husband again. You don't want to have to be wondering, what does he mean by this? So don't (laughs) let me know if you want to sign up for back pocket love coach. I'm taking limited spaces because this is an energetic connection to me. This is a very intuitive connection to me. The people who have worked with me in Voxer get a little side of me that not everyone gets to see, which is the dare I say psychic aspect. So if you want to have the perks that come with my normal big one-on-one package of the Voxer Access, but more intensive and more days, then you definitely want to check out the show notes and sogood.love for more. It has been an absolute splash. Thank you so much, you guys. This has been a really fantastic workshop. If you want more three-part series on a topic, I would love to know. Send me a DM on Instagram. You can email me hello at goodloveco.com Your feedback is always welcome and important. So, all right, chickies, I will see you later. This has been so good. All right, lovebirds, there you have it. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed that little pocket of time we spent together. It means the world to me. If this episode landed, if you felt like you got some mic drops, I'd love to know in the comments. Feel free to leave a five-star review as well. That always feels good. And if you know anyone who would benefit from listening to this, send her my way. Today's episode was so good, and I'll see you next time. I'm living that high life.